I'm Alex Ames, and this is Cloister Talk, the Pennsylvania German Material Texts podcast. Welcome to the first episode of this new show, which is dedicated to examining the rich manuscript culture of the early German-speaking inhabitants of Pennsylvania, and how those handwriting traditions connect to other important themes in world history. This podcast will pick up on topics covered in my new book, The Word in the Wilderness, Popular Piety and the Manuscript Arts in Early Pennsylvania, published by the Pennsylvania State University Press in 2020. There were many questions I explored in the book that deserve further attention, so each of the episodes of this podcast will dive into a key question about Pennsylvania German manuscripts. The episodes have been planned so that the themes discussed in each installment build on what has come before, so it will be helpful if you enjoy each episode in order of its release, though you can also pick and choose topics of interest to you as the episodes are released. The show is titled Cloister Talk in honor of the Ephrata Cloister Seventh-day Baptist Community in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, which was a great center of manuscript activity. If you'd like to learn more about anything discussed on the podcast, please read the book, which you can order directly from the publisher at psupress.org or acquire at your favorite bookseller or library. For anyone familiar with Pennsylvania German illuminated manuscripts, commonly known as Fraktur among collectors and scholars, you may be asking the question, why write another book, or for that matter, why record a podcast about this art form? Much has already been written about the manuscript arts of the Pennsylvania Germans, so much in fact that it would be easy to think that everything worth saying about the topic has already been said. But the perspectives about the manuscripts put forward in The Word in the Wilderness and on Cloister Talk are quite different from what has been written and said before. To understand how, it's important to dive into the incredibly rich heritage of the study of the Pennsylvania Germans' manuscript arts and their regional culture more generally. Over the next few minutes, I'll give you a thumbnail sketch of the last 130 years of the study of this unique art form. I'll begin by sketching out the conceptual approaches that have been used to study the documents over the years, and then I'll introduce you to a few of the key characters in the history of scholarly study of the Pennsylvania Germans and their manuscripts. By the end of the episode, you'll understand why I decided to pursue research in this topic and what I hope to contribute to our understanding of the mysterious illuminated manuscripts of the Pennsylvania Germans. Before delving in, let's talk definitions. The next episode of Cloister Talk will focus on what exactly Fraktur is, but to any listeners unfamiliar with the term as it is used in Pennsylvania, suffice to say for now that early German-speaking residents of Pennsylvania, who settled the colony between 1683 and 1775, created religious artworks that included both handwritten scriptural and devotional texts and pictorial imagery, including flowers, angels, and other designs, for decorative and instructional purposes. The documents have long formed a focus of interest for antiques collectors and historians of the region over several generations, and with different interpretive perspectives as to the value and importance of the artworks. 
The manuscripts have been researched and written about for well over 100 years at this point, but we can divide scholarly approaches to the documents into two basic categories. Works by scholars who have sought to emphasize the religious underpinnings of the documents, and works by scholars who have emphasized the document's visual aesthetic qualities as early American decorative art. Of course, the two approaches are not inherently contradictory, but these streams of interpretation have led to different understandings of the manuscripts. Generally, a decorative art interpretation which pays greater attention to the pictorial contents of the documents and their associations with other forms of household goods has been the dominant approach to their study. Most of the books, museum exhibitions, and articles about the documents tend to place them in the same category as decorative arts including furniture, textiles, ceramics, metalwork, and so on, in which the Pennsylvania Germans were so distinguished. There's good reason for this because of the similarity of decorative design that characterizes many pieces across media. However, this approach has also created a bit of a problem for the field in that it tends to ignore the fact that sophisticated religious texts are also frequently included on the documents and need to be interrogated for meaning. The second approach to the documents that scholars have developed over the years focuses on the manuscript's religious contents. This perspective, which has been far less prominent in the field, has often sought to decode some hidden meaning from the symbols, pictures, and designs employed on the documents. Practitioners of this persuasion have sensed the deep religious significance that emanates from the artworks, and have spent quite a bit of time trying to index the images on the manuscripts as possible devotional iconography. Without question, the best-known scholar to pursue this route was John Joseph Stout, whose book Consider the Lilies How They Grow, published in 1937, offered important insights into the artwork's rootedness in Christian mysticism. The volume was republished in 1948 as Pennsylvania German Folk Art and Interpretation. No less a figure than the great folklife scholar Don Yoder wrote in 1966 that, quote, In a sense, Dr. Stout has done for Pennsylvania German culture what Perry Miller did for American Puritanism, in mapping the boundaries of the thought world that gave the culture its character and unity. Despite Yoder's kind words, however, Stout's research did not dramatically alter the landscape of the discipline in favor of religious and cultural history. For most of the 20th century, and well into the 21st, the most notable approach was a decorative art interpretation, not the thought world model that Yoder describes. In recent years, probably the most notable book that took on the issue of spirituality in the manuscripts was Michael S. Byrd's O Noble Heart, O Edelherz, Fraktur and Spirituality in Pennsylvania German Folk Art, published 2002. So how did we end up with two distinct schools of thought on how best to approach the manuscripts? The answer has to do, I think, with over-specialization. The earliest scholars who worked in the late 1800s embraced both approaches, studying document design while considering the place of Pennsylvania Germans in national and global history. The first antiquary to study Pennsylvania German manuscripts in depth and place them in an analytical framework was Henry Chapman Mercer, a well-to-do collector based in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, who gave a lecture at the American Philosophical Society in 1898, in which he framed the manuscripts as a survival of the medieval art of manuscript illumination in Pennsylvania, and understood the documents as important components of a transatlantic culture of manuscript production. 
Mercer's seminal essay was indicative of his love of medieval European culture, as well as his interest in early Americana. Yet Mercer himself was also an important collector of early Pennsylvania folk art, and assembled one of the nation's great collections of decorative and folk-life artifacts. Other early collector scholars included Samuel Whitaker Pennypacker, a judge and governor of Pennsylvania who amassed a substantial collection of Pennsylvania German books and manuscripts. Of Pennsylvania German background himself, Pennypacker was even more forceful than Mercer had been in emphasizing the importance of textual artifacts to understanding the rich, multi-ethnic, multilingual heritage of Pennsylvania. In his publications, Pennypacker underscored what he viewed as the significance of the German element in American life, and the role that Pennsylvania and the Mid-Atlantic generally played in shaping the development of the American Republic. These two early leaders of the field did not hesitate to place the artifacts in grandiose interpretive frameworks of European and American history, a breadth of vision that has evaded many later commentators. In the 20th century, as research interest in the manuscripts and other artifacts of Pennsylvania German life expanded, the splintering of approaches seemed to occur, with much of the most important research being rooted in descriptive, rather than cultural and religious interpretive, priorities. Some of the most important, sophisticated, and noteworthy work done in the field was written with this approach in mind. Important scholars to follow this model include Donald Shelley, whose 1961 publication, The Fraktur Writings or Illuminated Manuscripts of the Pennsylvania Germans, is a touchstone of the field. Pastor Frederick Weiser was also a noted collector and scholar of the artifacts, and likewise adopted an approach centered on the piece's design qualities. Among his many well-known publications is a 1973 Winter Tour Portfolio article titled Piety and Protocol in Folk Art, Pennsylvania German Frock Tour, Birth and Baptismal Certificates. Interestingly, it was another scholar of the mid-20th century generation who kept a foot in the worlds of description and interpretation, and pointed to a different future for Pennsylvania German studies, Professor Don Yoder, whom I mentioned previously. Before his death in 2015, Yoder was widely hailed as the Dean of Pennsylvania German Studies. From his post at the University of Pennsylvania, Yoder explored religion, spirituality, and all aspects of folk life among the Pennsylvania Germans, and brought a high level of academic sophistication to the field through his many books and essays. His work possessed an analytical breadth, theoretical rigor, and academic credibility that proved important to the field. In a 1974 article in the Mennonite Quarterly Review, Yoder called on scholars to look beyond collecting and display of manuscripts to focus on teasing out their meaning. Quote, I applaud the collecting as a first step, Yoder noted, but to venerate the manuscript arts primarily for their aesthetic qualities did not make full use of their research value in his assessment. Engagement with the documents as literary and anthropological artifacts was required, Yoder concluded. Quote, the values of the culture of our Mennonite forefathers would become obvious to us from Fraktur, even if we had no hymn books and prayer books and other pieces of devotional literature to go by, he said. Going so far as to say that, quote, the key to the Fraktur lies in the texts. Yoder's words ring true today, as they did in 1974.
The study of Pennsylvania Germans and their manuscript culture is going strong today, well over a hundred years after Henry Mercer addressed the American Philosophical Society on the topic. The robust collections of documents across Pennsylvania, the Mid-Atlantic, and beyond all speak to the value of this collection as an archive of religious life in early America, the meaning of which historians have only truly begun to unlock. As this brief review suggests, there are many different theoretical perspectives and methodologies to employ when studying the documents, and fruitful conversations can be had when assessing the various strengths of the different approaches. If you'd like to learn more about the state of the field and where it might be headed in the coming years, please pick up a copy of The Word in the Wilderness. Visit wordandwilderness.com to find more information about the book and to follow me on social media. In the next episode of Cloister Talk, we'll explore one of the most foundational yet complex questions in the field today. What exactly is Fraktur? the German handwriting style commonly employed on Pennsylvania German manuscripts. We'll consider the utility of the word as a catch-all term to describe the Pennsylvania art form. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing our conversation on the next episode of Cloister Talk. <laughs>